welcome to the Basic Income Podcast. I'm Owen Poindexter. And I'm Jim Pugh. So this week we are going to uh, just have a chat, Jim and I, about whether basic income is a bipartisan policy. There's been a lot of talk about this idea that basic income really transcends the traditional partisan boxes. Uh, there's a, at this point, fairly well-known quotation, I think it's by Scott Santon's, basic income isn't left or right, it's forward. And at a time when, as a country, we're so deeply divided, the idea of something that can unite us, there's certainly a lot of appeal to that. But I, I think it's worth delving into that and, and really trying to answer, is this actually the case? And is, it, does this transcend partisanship? If so, in what ways? In what ways might we be missing certain important details? Yeah, because it is a, a favorite talking point. If you're an article about basic income, there's probably going to be a line in there about how Martin Luther King supported it and Milton Friedman supported it. Uh, but then you, you dig a little deeper and you start to wonder, is this an actual coalition that holds up under scrutiny? Right. And you, you do have people at different parts of the partisan spectrum today that, that support it. Uh, on the right, I, I think probably the favorite that folks talk about is Charles Murray, mm -hmm. who's a pretty strong libertarian. And then on the left, you, I mean, you have a fair number of folks, Ai-jen Poo, progressive leader, a uh, member of Congress, Keith Ellison, Robert Reich, have all said they like this policy ideas. So you, you do have people on, on different parts of the ideological spectrum, but I think the question is then, is what those folks are supporting, is, is that actually the same thing? Right, yeah, are we talking about, it's got the same name, but are we talking about the same thing? Uh, so yeah, let's break it down first in terms of liberal versus conservative. Do those ideologies both, at least in some parts of it, support the idea of a basic income? Um, and I think on the liberal end, more and more the answer is becoming yes. You know, it's obviously still a growing movement that still has a ways to go. Uh, but I, I do see a lot of traction, you know, maybe most obviously evidenced by Hillary Clinton thinking about a basic income for part of her, her platform proposal. You know, that's all the way into the Democratic mainstream. But uh, even, you know, before you get to her, there's, there's a lot of chatter on the liberal side about this idea. When I think about ideology, for me, what it really comes down to is values. And what is it that you're actually trying to promote? through a policy here. And so I, I think on the liberal side, on the progressive side, ending poverty, right. making sure that everyone has enough to get by, that that's a very core value. And so basic income as a way of achieving that, I think is, is, a, is a very attractive uh, aspect of it. And then I think equity of opportunity, I would say, seems to be another one. And making sure that people across the country no matter where you were born, no matter your situation of birth, who your parents were, that you have a shot at success. I think that, certainly over time at least, has, has become an inherent progressive liberal value and, and something that, that we try strive to achieve. And so I think from those uh, perspectives, basic income has a lot of appeal because the way that you structure a program can get around a lot of the sometimes not obvious exclusions that have been inherent in, in a lot of the programs that we had in the past. And so I think that there's, there seems like there's a lot of attractiveness from those perspectives there. But this is actually where I find myself being rather cautious about thinking that basic income is, is bipartisan on the ideological front, because I think if you look on the right, the reasons for supporting basic income are very different. 
generally, particularly for libertarians, it's about the simplicity and idea that, oh, we can get rid of most of the welfare state and just have cash for people. And that's like, oh, like, sure, government's involved to some degree, but it's a pretty minor role. It's really just about, like, letting people figure out for themselves. And so the fact that you have those different values that are driving support on both sides I think once we get down to crafting the policy, the specific details we end up with and that people may end up favoring could look very, very different on the left and the right. And so I, I think that's where, on the ideological front, I actually don't think that basic Kim is nearly as bipartisan as a lot of people do. Yeah, I would say on the right, and I guess I should be upfront that I am speaking for people who are, are not myself. I'm not a libertarian or a conservative. Um, but my understanding is that there's sort of a, a more of a core value around freedom and you know this liberates you to do what you want with your life but then there's also maybe just as strong an impetus at least right now around disdain for government and government programs and that this simplifies the government it puts a lot of bureaucrats out of work and i think that's where you start to lose the more liberal end because liberals would say no these government programs are doing a lot of good they're keeping a lot of people out of poverty they're accomplishing a lot of what we want out of basic income on their own and, and you know obviously we're more hesitant to to give those up so i think there is some crossover there is some common ground in terms of you know the freedom to do what you want with your life the ability to do that the the way that it lifts everyone up but so the degree that it's being motivated by that on the conservative end, I think there is some, some decent crossover. The problem is, yeah, around that, is the rest of the government worthwhile? I think that's a, a very clear split where the two sides are on complete opposite ends. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I, th I think that is, that is the sticking point because I think that once, once you get to the policy crafting stage, if you're coming at it from the right, it's going to be a deal breaker if you're not getting rid of a bunch of programs. And if you're coming at it from the left and you want to ensure that you're lifting everyone up, similarly, trying to cut important programs we have today is going to be a non-starter. Yeah, I do think that there may be, I guess I can't call it a consensus yet, but a, a growing idea that cash is an effective way to help people on both sides of the aisle. Because um, it does have that lack of paternalism that I think appeals to people on the right. And I think it's just becoming a, you know, something that people are talking about more and more on the left. I do think once people start to design programs, there's always this temptation to put in conditions and, you know, some people qualify and some people don't. Uh, but yeah, I, I do think there may be some, some crossover that's not quite ideology, but more of just a, you know, a means to an end. Yeah, I, th I think the paternalism is, is something that doesn't seem to in itself fit neatly into ideological boxes. And so I think that you have both people who oppose paternalism and who support it effectively on, on both sides of the spectrum. So, so yes, on, from that perspective, I, I agree. I think there is, there is potential for potentially cross-partisan ideological appeal there. So yeah, speaking of cross-partisan ideological appeal, let's get down into Democrats and Republicans. So the actual people on you know, both sides of the aisle uh, who support this or who are kind of leaning in that direction. And I, I think it's going to be important to separate out Republican and Democrat parties and elected officials versus Republican Democratic voters. Right. Because I think we're, we, we may see very different general perceptions and possibilities on those fronts. Yeah, so among Democrats, we've got, I mean, you mentioned some prominent supporters like Robert Reich, Andy Stern, uh, Ai-jen Poo. 
uh, Keith Ellison. And then there's a, a number of leaders who are not all the way to basic income, but who are advocating for things like an expanded earned income tax credit, like Ro Khanna as a Silicon Valley representative. I mentioned Hillary Clinton considered it as part of her campaign. And so we are maybe starting to see a movement more toward a more cash-based expanded safety net on the left. Yeah, and I think this is, this is definitely where, well, I would say we, we have a ways to go to get more mainstream Democratic buy-in. I would say the progress we've seen in the last couple of years is much more than I would have anticipated. So, so maybe we are closer than I imagined, but I still feel like there's a ways to go just to get Democrats to align around something like this. Um, and then on Republican elected officials, I, I feel like we're nowhere near. I, I think yeah. that the Republican Party that exists today is so far away from embracing an idea like that. I see no, it's, it's either like nonpartisan because no one's going forward or it's going to be a democratic policy. Democratic policy if we are looking at our current elected officials. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we've got Alaska, which is a red state and has their permanent fund. But yeah, other than that, I don't, I don't think it's much of a conversation yeah. on that side of the aisle. To be fair, I think if you go to the state level, th there may be more wiggle room. And I, I would say maybe starts to move us more in the direction of, of where voters are actually at, uh, which we'll get to in a second. Mm -hmm. But I think that there at the state level in certain states, I think certain states, it looks a lot like the federal gridlock, but in other places, there may be people who are, who are more open-minded, tying back more to ideological roots or, or where voters are at. So potentially that there, there could be more bipartisan potential at that level in the party, but, but certainly in D.C., not so much. Yeah, and D.C. does tend to be a very, you know, like, what can we get done in the next year or two kind of place. And so, yeah, I feel like in the conversations we've had with people who are, are more in that world, that comes up a lot more where they're, they're just thinking, you know, like, what can be accomplished in the near term? And, you know, basic income, probably not. And then I think lastly, as, as far as this breakdown, it, it does make sense to focus specifically on voters. I think oftentimes we just think about the political process as a binary now, just because that's what it's become in D.C. That there's so little bipartisan anything that it's, is this Democratic, is this Republican, and then it's either one or the other. But looking at actual people, I think sometimes there can, there can be a little bit more nuance there. And, and I think a great example is uh, considering where folks are at around single-payer health care, which certainly in past years and, and to a large degree still today is seen as a very far left idea, the idea that we'll have the government provide everyone with health insurance um, and that they'll just be that one national plan. And given that, you might expect that Republicans would be almost unanimous in opposition to the idea and Democrats would be some for it, some not because it's so far to the left. But that's not actually what we've seen in recent polling. That there, there was a poll last fall that asked people if they supported or opposed it. And a majority of Democrats did, about two-thirds. And about 20% were opposed. But Republicans, 52% were opposed, but 33% yeah. were in favor. So one out of three Republicans actually wants a single-payer health care system in the US. And I think that's where, my sense is this is getting at more of the populist versus not Mm -hmm. idea of, of how we run our government and, and our policies. 
and that this is something that it, it's, I mean, it would destroy a large industry in the U.S., the health insurance industry, but it would actually be really geared at supporting people. And so folks who may vote for Republican legislators for a variety of reasons, a lot of them actually are turned on by that more populist appeal, and, and that seems to resonate. Yeah, I think both with single payer and basic income, there are ways you can frame it that I think do sound very appealing to a conservative, and that's around freedom, around you know your your destiny not being determined by you know where you, where you grow up and uh, your your basic means, uh, and you know a company's ability to take your your health care away from you. Um, I, I think there's there's a lot to like potentially there. And, and yeah, you, you see that in the polling. It's also, I, I wonder if it's one of those things where the label can kind of take on a bad name, but the concept does not. Mm -hmm. And so when you explain the idea of, you know, you can go to any doctor and it's just it's just taken care right. of. <laughs> and um, whereas, you know, single payer healthcare has become this, I think a, a liberal label. And so, yeah, I think there could be, you, you could maybe see a, a politician finding that framing that captures that populist idea of, you know, this is just for you, we're investing in you, or we're, we're giving you the freedom to do what you want with your life, or we're ensuring that no one is, is gonna go hungry, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> I would suspect that no one going hungry is going to trigger some of the more traditional right. responses around mm -hmm. welfare programs. And, and I think that we definitely need to mention that a big part of where people are at in this country today is there's a very knee-jerk reaction against welfare broadly. Um, and I think that that's, to some degree, there's actually some cross-partisan aspect to that. There's a lot of Democratic voters who also, I, I think, have this response, oh, welfare bad, let people pull themselves up by the bootstraps. I think that has been very intentionally crafted from the conservative movement over the past decades, and, and honestly, I think there's a strong racial narrative to that as well. Yeah. The idea of that other person who's taking advantage of the social yeah. safety net, the welfare queen, or whoever you have in your mind, I think now it's shifted to more of like Mexican immigrant view of it. Um, but I think that's, th that's where this gets very tricky because I think that, and again, how the framing plays into this, but if this comes across as something that is that is the traditional welfare program as a handout, I think that's probably, yeah, like you're not gonna get support from the right. If it is something that is, yeah, if it's investing in local communities, if it's enabling people to really pursue the American dream, maybe there's potential there. I mean, I, I think there's a lot more research that needs to be done around that, but I think there are some, at, at the individual level, there, there may be some inherent values that, that could resonate. Yeah, I agree, and I think people tend to be you know, maybe skeptical of programs that maybe they don't know anyone who is on them, but very much in favor of programs that they benefit from. So Social Security was was pretty controversial when it was first proposed, and now it's one of the, the safest programs out there, even though it's, you know, it's a huge percent of the American budget. And I just keep thinking, and maybe this is naive, that if we could just get a basic income started, or maybe even a, a small dividend going, I think it'll be popular. I think people will, you know, they'll see money showing up and they'll be pretty happy about that. And so I think once people start to receive something, they will start to feel more entitled to it and they'll start to see the very obvious value in it. 
And so I'm hopeful that you know if we could just kind of sneak in a basic income somewhere, then I, I think support will will grow pretty quickly. But obviously that remains to be seen. That's certainly been true of a number of programs in the past. And yeah, how do you get over that initial hurdle is is a big question. But I think to that point, even something that seems quite small initially, we we shouldn't underestimate the power that might have going forward if, if we could actually get something enacted at some level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's it's important if it's small that people know they're getting it. <laughs> there is, in the Obama stimulus package, a lot of people got cash and didn't realize it, and it, it really affected the popularity of that program. So, you know, note to future marketers for our basic yeah. income. The marketing is key here. Yeah, it really Telling is. the story of the policy and, and connecting it back for folks is, is gonna be a, a big part of, of all these efforts. So I think just taking a step back, what we've seen is that, yes, there are aspects of basic income policy that transcend some of of the traditional separations that exist on the partisan spectrum. I think there are other policies that traditionally you might have considered following into that space as well that, that no longer do. I think a lot of environmental policy is a good example that traditionally wasn't just a liberal issue that, that was quite bipartisan and the conservative movement had a strong value attached to preserving nature and actually prioritizing uh, making those changes. I mean, Richard Nixon was the one who established the EPA in the first right, place. Yeah. But I think that to our points about where folks are at in D.C. and some of the different ideological motivations, we need to be careful when we when we think about this as a bipartisan issue because I think there's a danger in if we try to appease all parties as we move forward, we may end up with something that really isn't motivating for anyone. Right. Because I think if if we believe that to actually make real progress we need a strong grassroots movement, movements are driven by values. There needs to be something underneath. It's not the policy itself. It's what motivates the policy is that what's going to rally people together. And if we can't be clear about what those values are, it's going to be probably impossible to actually get a strong popular base to to really not just support this, but put in the effort and the blood, sweat, and tears to, to really move something forward. Yeah, and I think that's especially true because we are still introducing this policy to most of the country. It's still a pretty new idea to most folks. And so if we can present it in a way that, that you know, highlights those shared values, maybe around freedom, around lifting everyone up, I, I think there is a chance to build a movement from there. If we present this as something where we're compromising before we even explain what it is, I feel like that is going to slow our momentum and it's, it's never really going to get out of second gear. Yeah, I mean, I, I remain somewhat skeptical that we'll, we'll be able to find values that universally resonate with everyone. I think that if we can, great. And we should do more research and, and try to understand to what extent that's true. But it may be to have a strong popular movement here, we need to fall into the bucket of of one camp or the other. And being a progressive, I certainly lean on to that side. But I think that, yeah, it has to be grounded in something. And we need to figure out what that is. Trying to like make it check a box for everyone, we're going to end up with some milk toast approach that is 
people people may all be fine with, but no one's going to be that excited about. Yeah, and may not actually be all that helpful compared to what we've got right now. All right, that'll do it for this episode. Thank you for listening to the Basic Income Podcast. Thank you to our producer, Eric Davidson. Please rate us and review on the podcast service of your choice. And please tell your friends we are always looking to grow the movement. See you next week. Thank you.